This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel scum. Boom! Rebel scum I think you are, but it might also be my end. Hi, this is Brock. I'm James. Hi, James. I'm Brock. Welcome to Hi, I'm, che- I'm checking. I got the... Checking. Yeah, you're frozen. I'm not frozen. Okay. Uh, so it's all good. It's all good. Heidi's here. Hello, Heidi. What up, Heidi? Episode 262 coming at you live on YouTube. Live. Otherwise, you're listening to us on SoundCloud in another, another day. Yeah. Argyle Smith also says hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brock, I didn't. So we hey. did our Halloween. Did you go out trick or treating, Brock? Because you live in no, like you working. live in the suburbs. Did you go out trick or treating? Don't no. Working no, is an excuse. No. You're home in time. The Jays aren't on. You're home in time. <laughs> I wasn't. I was home till late that night. So kids, wow, stop trick or treating. <laughs> we uh we recorded early or in the week, the day before Halloween, yeah. which was a day after or two days after. The ten-year anniversary of the Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm, and I thought it would be fun to talk a little bit about that today, Brock. Um, I don't know if you think that would be fun at all, but yeah, I did sure. because Andor Andor kind of sucks. So I oh, yeah, that's absolutely, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolute, absolute But actually, there is. I, I do. I actually really I love Andor, but I know it's got some. Uh, negative feedback and whatnot from people. So I do want to talk to you a little bit about Andrew. Well, let's talk about the the Lucasfilm acquisition, or the the Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm ten years ago. You were, it was you were one of the first people I texted when that went down. It was you and my dad. I don't know which one I texted first. <laughs> um, but do you remember? Do you remember like the like your initial reaction to that news? No, not really. I don't think I've ever been negative about it because it's like I think it was like the report was like Disney Star like like the I don't know, I can't I being like about it's sort of like. Disney money, <laughs> so it's like, mm-hmm. it's like you kind of have to keep them happy because it's the granddaddy of friends. Think about it. I, I, I don't know what you would call the first like film franchise in this. Like, ilk, but I feel like it's the first. So the idea. That, oh, I know mean, what am I saying? It's absolutely the first because it proves that like. 
a franchise can be the original media, but then also be can make almost the same amount of money on merchandise, right? Like that is why Star Wars. We can sugarcoat all you want, but you're buying Star Wars because it is a money maker. <laughs> it, it makes money. It has a system. It will do it. So it's like, I don't think I ever negative. I, I honestly can't remember though. I remember I was excited, but it was it was funny because I remember I don't I don't remember your reaction. I remember my dad was hesitant on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, but my feeling was, and it's funny because I've completely, completely 180 on this since. But my feeling was, well, look what they did with Marvel. Look what Disney was able to do with Marvel. Yeah. That was my feeling. Yeah. And I think that was Disney's feeling when they first bought Lucasfilm as well. Was like we could do to Star Wars what we did with Marvel. But you I, I think I think both Disney and myself uh, learned very quickly that that they are very different uh, entities uh, and they should not be handled or treated the same at all. And I think, I think, um, but that was my first reaction was I was excited because they did such a good job because back then too, it was 2012. So there was only like Iron Man, uh, which I thought was brilliant. Iron Man 2, which was less brilliant. I think that was around the time. I really, I, I'm one of the 17 people that like the Incredible Hulk um and then thor and and captain america thought were okay and then avengers i think was around that time so it was a small sample size but it felt like they knew what they were doing and they had and at that time i believe we knew that there was this long plan for the mcu coming but now brock it's been 10 years we've gotten five movies and we've got in uh, how many shows have we got in uh, two seasons of mando boba fett obi-wan and or and then obviously the back, Clone Wars back and Bad Batch. Bad. What else? And Tales of the Jedi. Bad Visions. Yeah, like. And Visions. Yeah. So, okay. So let's, let's just do this now, Brock. We got all the Star Wars and we can all say, you know, it's great because with George Lucas, we probably wouldn't have got any of it. But wh- how would you, you don't have to give a letter or anything, but how would you grade the Disney acquisition of Star Wars? Do you think that it's th- like, are we better off today or is it? Or are they doing quantity over quality? How would you? How do you feel about? How do you feel about it right now? Oh, I think it's Star Wars. Why did I ask the question? It, it's. I mean, the answer is obvious with me. If you listen to us on a basis, but it's like under George Lucas, in the space of his career, and like that was it. I mean, you can. I guess Clone Wars. But Clone Wars was almost like a project. And like, what if George wasn't directly involved with this? Like, he obviously had a lot of feedback on stuff. But like, what if we let someone else fly with it? So it's like, first, like, attempt. What? Oh, well, that's not true. I guess the first attempt where George Lucas isn't directly in charge. But he is. You know what I mean? Like, it's. I feel like Star Wars' journey has been, I have an idea, but I can't be guided over it. So, so it's going, uh, it, it obviously is working. Out. I don't know. I think, yeah. I think we can uh, with, yeah, with the, the Disney Plus era. Just like, honestly think this is what we've been waiting for. for 
Yeah, I think you know Lucas was trying to make that uh, the thirteenth. Th- no, that was the video game, the Underworld TV show. Yeah, uh, and he said that we weren't quite there yet, if you remember. But I, yeah, now definitely with Disney Plus, we are there. Star Wars, I think, really, um, it can utilize Disney like the the streaming stuff a lot more. It's made more for streaming than than a lot of other brands. I think even more than maybe not Marvel because Marvel's comic books and that's streaming and books anyway, but. I think it's it's made for for this new medium of of entertainment. I for me, I think it's been mostly positive. They've had a lot of stumbles, some really big stumbles. A lot of the stumbles stumbling blocks have been from announcing things that never happened. Um, and I think a lot of people like to blame KK, who Brock Brock, reject the board, who's just fired. KK was just fired. Right. Kathleen Kennedy just lost her gig. I, but I think a lot of people put a lot of blame on Kathleen Kennedy. But, you know, the solo thing, uh, I think word is, you know, there's been a lot of rumblings that she actually wanted it solo to come out in December. But it was Disney that said, nope, it's coming out in May. I think that was a mistake. Um, I, I think there's been a lot of blunders like that along the way. And I do think with the sequel trilogy, because uh, the one thing with the sequel trilogy that's funny is, is most people have one that they can't stand, and it's either Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker. And those two things are really bred from, like, and the reason why I think you, you feel people feel that way is because there was no plan, there was no end game when they came up with this trilogy. They were just like, we're just gonna make three and we're gonna let the filmmakers do what they wanted. And when that happens, you, you know, you start making things as you go along. And whether you like what they make up in those stories or not, you can kind of start to feel it. And I think that was one thing that they they might have dropped the ball on a little. And I think that's why we're not getting any more Star Wars films theatrically for a while, because they've got to figure out how they're going to approach the films. And I think approaching the films, it's just keep making them trilogies, Brock. That's what I think. Just 10, 11, 12 next. Whether you have characters or not in it, just keep Star Wars continuing in that. But I think they, they need to plan the, the movies out a little bit better than they have in the past. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, if instead of asking to do a series, they said move. What was the reason? Uh, was it Favreau saying, look, I'll do your project, but here's the idea I have, and I don't have the volume? Or, like, did they just approach and we want to work with you? We think you'd be better for a series. Like, what if they, if that is the case, I don't know. Like, if they chosen Favreau over JJ first, you know, like, that's what I'm always curious about. It's like, like, JJ Abrams is a good director, Ryan Johnson's a good director, Colin Durow continues to make Jurassic World movies. Like, these are all good directors, so it's just like sometimes it just doesn't hit. Well, I, I, it's, it's, it's weird. You watch a Marvel movie and it's like this is a movie like a terrible movie. It just doesn't hit with people. I don't know. No, I think it's a, it's it is an intriguing question. The the yeah. Favreau over Abrams or anyone else because yeah. it was, but but. I don't know what JJ Abrams came in and he changed the trajectory of the sequel trilogy because I believe before he came in they were using 
a lot of George Lucas's concepts or at least scripts, like a lot of like the, the Michael Arndt stuff, which I believe was being drafted for George Lucas before the acquisition, which was a lot like when they bought Pixar. Pixar had a bunch of scripts and they decided to go through on those. This, there was something going on where they had those, but for some reason, Bob Iger, Kathleen Kennedy, or somebody really, really, really wanted J.J. Abrams in. J.J. Abrams didn't want to do it because he didn't want to do those Lucas things. Uh, and when they finally cracked, they said, make your own movie. So who knows how much, I mean, I'm saying this, uh, and as someone who loves the prequels and the original trilogy, uh, and see, but, but most people hated the prequels at the time. I don't know if you remember that, Brock, yeah. but the prequels were very much hated. So we can all sit yeah. here and pretend like if they stuck with the George Lucas stuff that, you know, everybody would be very happy, but I don't think that would have been the case. So I don't know what the right answer is on that. I just think that if, if at some point they would have had known where it was ending, I think a lot of people would have been more, I think the people that didn't like the last Jedi would be a little bit more forgiving because you would feel like you knew where it was going. And then I feel like the people that don't like Rise of Skywalker would be more forgiving because that was always the plan. Does that make sense? I suppose I just think it's, it's just hard. hard. I feel like a lot of our thoughts tend to be jaded. Like, yeah, like Heidi's, Heidi's the fans were so nice to take Lloyd comment. There's <laughs> only someone that loves something, but it's just like Star Wars has this name of fans that were just everything. Like, everything. It's like, you know, like, here's the next more because like we're now in this situation where like oh like prequels as well kids love prequels because these movies are technically for kids it's like so it's like i don't know uh but like uh, to go back to the initial question i think the disney system, i don't think we would have any of what we have now that disney hadn't it's fulfilling the George Lucas lesson, like the volume. The volume is amazing. Like changing how they make TV or movies or what now. It's like, and Star Wars always been at the cusp of like the beginning of a new technology and new. So, yeah. No, absolutely. I think I think uh, they hit more home runs on streaming than they have uh, with yeah. their billion dollar movies. <laughs> no, I I, I just. I think though there's they're they're and I think they're learning Star Wars as they go. George Lucas created it as he went. They don't have that luxury. They're learning it. They're learning the process as they go. And they're learning that Star Wars fans, as great as you know, we've come across some of the best ones. We you know, like we don't really hang out with any dicks. But Star Wars fans online are some of the biggest a-holes you'll ever meet. Uh, especially here on YouTube. <laughs> like that's just how it is because for some reason uh, algorithms rely on negativity and that's just mm -hmm. how it was with the prequels. We can't forget the pre people hated the prequels. We've talked about this forever. Yeah. So I don't think if they, they would have... What was that? They hated the prequels almost as much as Anakin hates Sam. So it's just like... Hello. It's like you can't like praise George Lucas and he's the guy who It's just like... That being said, Brock, I don't know about you, but I would love to. I don't even. I don't want to see it. I don't even need to like read a book on it. I just want to know what his, like, 
And I don't think it was like whatever was. I want to see that Michael aren't original script. You know what I mean? Like I, I kind of want to like see like what was the original plan. You know, not not like to compare it, just to see what George was in George Lucas's head more than anything. That's that's why because I because I'm like I like I, you know we can all pretend like it would have been better or worse or whatever. But I I, I I'm not even gonna go down that road. But I just think. I just think like whatever they do going forward, have an end game, like have an idea of where it's going. Like we heard Mandalorian was planned for like four seasons, apparently. Right. Like if Andor's two seasons, when you, when you know where something's going, your confidence level watching, it makes more sense. And you know, you can argue, well, the original trilogy, they just made one at a time. Yeah. But that's a different era. Like they were creating it as it went. And then the prequels were going to be three. Like, like we're in, like filmmaking has changed so much now, Brock, where, we're not getting remakes of the Brady Bunch anymore. We're getting a sequel to the Brady Bunch where the Brady Bunch is all, well, you know, I'm using an example, but instead of recasting them all, we're getting the original cast in and they're older and they're wiser and they're learning. And that's how things are. And I think people, you know, we've grown past the nineties remake era. Now we're into the sequel era and the, and the continuation era. And we want to see where it's mm-hmm. going, but we want to know that the people making it have a purpose for making it. And they, you know, where is it going and why is it going in that direction? And I think the future of Star Wars relies on those two, theatrically, those two facts. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. We need to start seeing movies. So it's like, as much as I adore Andor, I adore, adore Andor. (laughs) We're going to get to Andor in a little But like... Like they could continue making that, I'd be content. But it's just like, yeah, movies. Like the Marvel stuff is on Disney Plus is great. Let's see the movie. We're excited for you know uh, the next thing is Wakanda Forever, right? Like in right now, Black Adam, just DC, but like that's the current st- superhero film now. It's like Wakanda Forever. So it's like, ooh, all this stuff has happened in between. Uh, 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 Thor and now Wakanda Forever. So it's like, is any of this stuff gonna play in? Like, it's like, I feel like you know, they're like they are good, but they need the films to exist. So it's like, now the question is, like, you're strong in the Star Wars TV era uh, section. Where are we going? Like, because as much as I love Andor, as much as Mandalorian, like, this is just filler, like, uh, Tales of the Jedi continue to make that stuff it's great it's it's like it gives you that extra detail it is a walking like uh i said this before visual dictionary but like, where's the world going it doesn't have to be like the next the next the next like perhaps you go back into the past and do something but like are we going to keep going or is like if you're not going to do it just say there the sock is done there's nothing to be told and then I think people would be okay with that. I think people would be like, oh, no more Star Wars movies. Like, continue to make extra stuff. But, like, if you announce, like, look, we don't want to know what the galaxy is like after Skywalker. I think people would come to that. There would be, like, five stages of evidence. But, like, I I don't think that's a terrible thing. So it's like, but, I like I said, like, I think they need to make a move on movies. But the, 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 the yeah, I agree with you because they they need to be in the theater, and you're absolutely right. I think Andor is brilliant. 
and I love Book of Boba Fett, and I will go down, I will die on that hill. Uh, and Mandalorian, I think, is the greatest thing. You know, Grogu is the greatest thing since uh, the dawn of time. But the, but you're right. All those stories are fillers. They're all filler stories. And I don't yeah. think with Star Wars, though, uh, more so than any other any other IP, I don't think that's a bad thing. That's not a negative thing. But at some point, you know, you got to be like, what's the story? And if you're right, if it is, everything yeah. is over after the Skywalker saga. If they're like, you know what? The galaxy is good for a while. Then fine. Let's live in yeah. these filler stories for a little while. But the movies have to have, they need to be bigger in scope. They need to be a little bit more epic. And we have to feel like there's a purpose for them because Andor feels big like Endor is is small but it feels bigger than i expected it to feel because you know they called it andor and we're seeing things through casting andor's eyes but it's about the empire and it's about the rebellion yeah. and there's a, so much going on uh, and they're using him to kind of to showcase all of that and and, and it's brilliant and so you know it's they're really they have to figure out brock what the next big antagonistic I don't know the word. But yeah. the big, they need to figure out what it is because it can't be Palpatine again. And they should have figured this out with the sequels. This is the thing. If this is what I meant earlier by figuring out your endgame. They need to figure out what the big problem in the galaxy is now. And then they got to work on that. Because it's pointless to, to, to just you know keep going around in circles and just be like, you know what's cool? The Millennium Falcon. You know what's cool? Stormtroopers. And I agree with both of those points. But give it a purpose, give it a reason, ask yourself yeah, why, yeah. what's the threat? And I think once they figure out that threat, then it can be like, you know, if it's this uh, Lindelof thing that's happening, whatever his name is, if that's the next movie, then he needs to, then him and his writers, they need to figure out what the point of it is. And then they can flesh out, okay, this is going to take three movies, it's going to take six movies, it's going to take nine movies. And then just, just do, give the Peter Jackson thing, be like, okay, go make these movies, uh, make the first one good. And the rest are all going to make a billion dollars and follow suit if the first one's good. And that's yeah, what they yeah. need to do. They need to let them figure it out. But I think, I think though, Brock, they need to stick with trilogies. Star Wars is a trilogy-based uh, saga. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, just stick with Star. trilogies. Don't give me – yeah. No, like, Because uh, now Rogue One, and I think universally Rogue One is pretty much universally loved. That is now a Disney Plus show. That kind of story is now a yeah. Disney Plus show. There's no spinoff movies, no Solo, no Rogue One, none of that stuff in the theaters you make the theaters the big event films you throw the rogue ones and solos on disney and i'm i know you love rogue one i'm talking to the people out there the heidi basically i'm talking i know everyone loves rogue one but that content i hate using that word that that film now is a disney plus show and that is because of the mandalorian Boba Fett, obi-wan and, and and Andor has made it that way. The movie stuff, you've got to entice us to go to the movie. We need a big, bad threat in the yeah. theater. It's got to be something worth our while, and I really think it's got to be a trilogy. It's, hard. it's really not hard. Like, I saw, I was going to say, a meme was like, it's like, no Jedi, no lightsaber, no Force, 100% Star Wars from Andor. And it's like, Come up with villains that in movie Star Wars. It's not it's like, like the Dark Horse Star Wars is a Yuuzhong Vong. I was like, that was a huge. I didn't really read it, but like enough people knew about it. Like you know, they killed Chewbacca at one point. Like it's just like it's like there's capable. Like, Jeff, 
Grand Admiral Thrawn, like, put him in live action. Uh, maybe I'm hoping in Ahsoka, right? But like, think about it. It's like you can create the same character and yeah. people will accept it. You know, like you got the you got um, from Shadows of the Empire. Like you don't have a Millennium Falcon, but you have uh, what was it the Outrider, yeah. or you have um, the Ghost from from Rebels. They're all yeah. like. It's not which ship it is. It's that you're you. It's like it's the clubhouse. It's like this is where we, the heroes hang out. So we love it. It doesn't matter if it's the Falcon with Han Solo or it's you know, like the Ghost with uh, 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 Hera. You know, it, it works. And it's like Cassie is different from Luke. I mean, I guess you could be like, oh, they're a little different this way, but well, like just trying to survive right so that's it's so easy to recreate these characters like how many times in do you look at luthan's assistant it's like that that just that looks like carrie carrie fisher young carrie fisher her name is clea like it's like are you are you leia and in, in, in hiding in plain it's so easy to recreate these characters because they're universal in a mm-hmm. in a in actual universe like it's so simple. So it's like, it, it, I guess, like you said, it's like have a plan, which is like, will that plan be satisfactory to fans? Probably that's, not. I think that's that... a million dollar question. <laughs> that but I think just, it. just like, have the plan. Yeah, like, I mean, look at our friend, our guy here in the chat. He says straight up, like, Andor is okay, it's low. And that's a valid point. Like, I've watched episode four. The second episode of like uh uh when the shepherds oh, I I just yeah, yeah. remember all the names I got uh, anyways I that don't one. remember anyone's name I thought Pike's episode was and I'm like oh it's gonna get great and it's great and she's like what is this episode over I'm like she liked it but she's like this is long and it's a valid point like we get into it because like, oh and like yeah it's gonna work with this and that and this and that but doesn't work every time so i don't know well andor is a, it's a, such a different beast from everything else you yeah know, it's like it's it doesn't feel like mandalorian which is now what's even boba fett that a lot of people didn't like it felt like mandalorian i mean how, one of the episodes was Mandalorian. like it feels mandalorian right whereas this one doesn't feel like anything it feels like its own thing and that's because it's it's part of Rogue One. It's not part of Mandalorian. It's part of Rogue One. But it, but Mandalorian is action packed for the most part. And when it's not, it still kind of feels like there's going to be act like you're getting that promise. And then when they need it, they throw in Grogu and they distract you with Grogu. Andor is you know people are saying it's for adults. It's, I would say it's the mature. It's a mature story. Um, kids definitely, I, and you know what I compared it to with Fantasia the other day is the Dark Knight, like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Kids aren't lining up to watch the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, but they're great movies, and we appreciate those movies. But you know, that's a ten-year-old, so ten-year-old, huh? That's so funny that you mentioned Batman. Go to Walmart. This one's like just a big display of the Batman, yeah, and I'm like. What parent is allowing kids to go see The Batman, arguably way darker than the Nolan series? I'm like, I get it. Yeah. Batman's a toy. Like, the, 
but it's like it's weird. Actually, this movie, the Andor, feels more like the Batman than the. Am uh, I? I mean, yeah, you're right though. It's like exactly like, but they're selling those toys. They're not selling any Andor toys. So, yeah, that's the thing. It's like we love like the Batman and the Dark Knight. Like they're great movies, but they're definitely more. Better. And and that and it's a way where it's like you have to pay attention. Like the, I I really I love the Batman, but it's not a movie that you can just put on. And like you know, have a few drinks and joke around while you're watching. <laughs> like that that movie to me is um, is it is a theatrical film. It's when you've got to sit in your seat, and that's the only thing you pay attention to for three freaking hours, because otherwise yeah. it's just it's like you have to pay attention to that movie. But that's another discussion altogether. I think Andor is very similar though, where you kind of have to pay attention to Andor. It's not, you know, Mandalorian. I love Mandalorian. You know, I wore the costume last week, but like you can turn on, you can walk around, you can have a you can have a drink, you can have a joke. You're not really gonna miss much. And or you're gonna miss a lot. Uh, and it's it is it is a, it's a slow burn, which is also not for everybody. And but you know me, I like my I like my slow because both of them was a slow burn too, Brock, but it was like a more uh family friendly slow burn if that makes sense like it felt more like because of the aliens and boba fett and all that stuff it felt a little bit more like in, like a playful slow burn whereas andor is more like here's the concentration camp <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's i would love to have like a 12 year old and year old watch and or like we're just I'm just like let them watch like how quickly, how quickly do they get bored or does it get attention because it's like it's not a bang bang like excitement every minute but it builds and then you get to like I feel like every third episode is like a huge like mm-hmm. action scene and that seems to be working because like I'm getting yes. I'm going to now rewatch the heist episode so it's like yeah, that's the sixth episode, and the third episode was like the escape from uh, uh, Ferrix. You know, so like, uh, yeah. this show has a plan. <laughs> is yeah, what like, it does. like we were saying, like talking uh, the other day was like everything they do feels calculated. Like there seems to be a purpose for everything. Nothing happens yeah. by chance, right? It's like they know where they're going with it. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's interesting. You know, in like you you like to mention uh, Book of Boba a lot. And like there are parts of it that I'm like, hmm. There's just like choices made, and it's but it's like it's one of those things where you're like, this is gonna pay off. Like, I think this is gonna pay off huge. Like by itself, like, it's fine. This is fine. You wanted to tell a story, you told it, and like no, it wasn't terrible. Uh, there's confusing parts, like a whole episode devoted to not the main character, but like, I don't but think anyone's complaining. <laughs> no, but you know what's funny about that is because because that the idea gets mentioned a lot, right? Like, whose show yeah. is this? But if you watch the making of on Disney Plus, that that they did the behind the scenes show that they do, mm, Fabio mentions that episode flat out. He's just like, well, this is part of the same story, and we love this yeah. character, so we did it. And it's like, and I think, and or and Acolyte, and we're going to do um, Thanksgiving, Brock. We're going to do a roundtable with Pete Fletcher from yeah. Galaxy, where we're going to talk about it, because I, I want to talk to you guys about Acolyte, 
and his acolyte going to borrow from not borrow, but is it going to be influenced by Andor in the way that it's kind of going to be its own thing, right? It's going to be allowed to be its own thing. Yeah. But but the thing with with Boba Fett is Boba Fett was in the Mando verse where you have Mando, Boba Fett, Ahsoka now. Clone Wars, I think, is is going to inevitably be a part of that. Um, I don't Obi Wan maybe kind of like was on the outskirts of the Mandoverse, but you know. But I think I think in the end it all makes sense because all of these stories are going to be one giant continuous story, like a tree, and they're all branches of the tree. Whereas Andor's yeah. uh, on a, is a different is a bush below the tree, and I don't mean that like it's it's worse than yeah. like it's no lowing of fruit. I mean it's like it's a sep. You know what I mean? It's, it's part of the same valley, but it's a different plant. I just cutting and pasting for the hollow news today. I came along like an opinion piece and it was talking about how like Andor goes to Togo streaming juggernaut of you know Ring of Power, Rings of Rings of Power, Ring of Power and uh House of the Dragon, where it's like it's it's what brings land and of you know, it's amazing too. It's it's episodic. It's so it's so hilarious that like we're <laughs> back to episodic. But um, I like that really good point. I I don't think I compare the two because like, Andor and then Ring of Power and 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 what do we call it, um, House of the Dragon are so similar in like genre that you and they came out at the exact same time, so they were competing. But you're like, yeah, like just because that's those series are done doesn't mean everyone's watching it at uh, as it releases. It's like the top. Like three, two, three, and they're all different. So one's HBO, one's Prime, and one is Disney Plus. So it's like they're on competing uh, streaming platforms. You know, like something, but it's like it's. I'm like, yeah, that's really interesting. So I think there's some there's something to be said about that. But notice of this show, so. I have to tell you this episode nine of Andor for me was yeah. the first one. And this isn't a negative because I've just, I've realized Brock that there's now different forms of entertainment viewing. There's movies, there's weekly series, and there's mm-hmm. binge watching series. Yeah, and this was the first week that Andor didn't feel like a binge watching series. And I've been saying, like, and I think the first, like you said it though, it's like every three episodes is like, yeah. is an arc. And they're doing that next year, right? Where this three years is going to be a year. And it, and, and, but this last episode really felt like it was an isolated episode. I mean, it was obviously tied in beautifully and everything, but it felt to me like it was the first one where I was like, oh, that felt like, like an episode where I'm dying yeah. to see the next one, but I didn't think it stopped short. Like I was like, oh, I need it now. I was yeah. like, oh, I can't wait to see next week. That's kind of like the feeling that I got. Yeah. Uh, but but so, uh, <laughs> yeah, Dale, we're live right now. Yeah, it's James. <laughs> uh, it, it, so that that's where I was on it. But I do think it's a an absolutely. I think it's a fun. I just think it's a great show. But I think I think though these streaming services need to because I think Rings of Power was a binge show a hundred percent. And I love. I actually really yeah. like Rings of Power. I thought it was great. But it's a binge show. And Mandalorian is not a binge show. Book of Boba Fett is a binge show. And I think the streaming services and, and all yeah. need to start figuring out what is and what isn't. Like, what's the best? If you if you feel the need to drop three episodes of, of Andor on the same day, 
and then like you're saying each three episodes kind of feels like they should belong together maybe that's the way you should be doing next season mm-hmm. right it's three episodes at a time it's less i mean they want us to keep subscribing but i think the most people that are watching Andor are in disney plus for the long haul i don't think we're going anywhere anytime soon so i i understand that but i i just i think there's two different ways to look at it and i think Andor for the most part is a binging show but this last week for me anyway i thought it was like oh this felt more episodic yeah yeah um yeah it's a fantastic episode it's just like every time i watch it i'm like yeah um <laughs> it's like it's like that's true uh i have something in the holiday um it's just like it's almost good to see Andy Circus like so one bad. act as himself. And people I keep forgetting he's the voice of Snoke. Like it's like he is Snoke. He's not just the voice. Like he is or yeah. But like how many other people have been multiple characters? Oh, I guess Davis has been multiple characters. Mark Hamill. And Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, is he the first? But no, it's like I guess it's the beauty of a show where like you can wear makeup and become something else. But yeah. But he's I would argue he's the first one to be two major characters. Uh mm-hmm. and and like it was like he's billed as both, right? Warwick Davis is like cameos, Mark Hamill's like uncredited bulio or whatever. So yeah, yeah Kino yeah. Loy is a a great character. I think he's yeah. and he's he's so good. Like I still think Hollywood has really misused Andy Circuits for the last 30 years because I'm like every time he does something like he's so good he doesn't why why are we sticking him in mocap all the time and I know that's his bread and butter but like he's so good he was the he was like the best in Black Panther I know he got off really fast he was so good in that though like I would watch a claw show over half of the over the egg of the show they're giving us which I'm sure is gonna be fine you know there's a purpose for everything but I'm like he's so good in that like anyway yeah um, Stan Solo's here. He said, All right, dudes, we can start the show now. <laughs> I heard Snow. Um, yeah, and Heidi's right. You do hear kind of Snow when he's yelling at the prisoners. Uh, but I just think yeah. the circus has been great on it. I can't wait to see. I think he's going to die by the end of this season. I think he's going to die during the prison breakout or whatever they have planned. Uh, no more than 12. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's amazing how this whole show, they can find new ways. Beaten down by the empire, like yeah. this guy's in prison, literally building, forcing men to build things that are making the empire stronger, and 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 like he's like, you just want the best of the system. They've set rules. It's the empire. They love rules. Mm-hmm. Like if you abide by the rules, you can. One day leave here, and it's like, no, there's no rules. The Empire doesn't care about you. They are just here to benefit themselves. And it's like, it's like, yeah, like you see, it, like Bix's story is different. Andor's story is different. Val's story is different. Mon Mothma's story is different. And it's just like, it's interesting seeing all the. I mean, Sagarera, like it's. I am so excited to see where this whole series goes because it's like, it's like they're. Pointing out all these crazy, crazy things that the galaxy would go through during the time of the Empire, so it's like, and they're just suffering, 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 and like the only thing that will pull them out is 
main villain's son will will try to blow up Space Nation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it's great. Like it's just like it's, it's also great. Like it's like it, it's it, like this. It's so multifaceted. But so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to see where it goes. And I do want to see something at the highest point. I think she said everybody will be dead but Mothma and or and Saw by the end of it. I do think Mon Mothma, you know, you're kind of speculating about Mel's death. I think, yeah. <clears throat> honestly, like when you think of her performance in, in, uh, in Return of the Jedi, she's very like stoic and almost like heartbroken the yeah. whole time. And yeah. she's not that yet. She's not there yet. So I think, no. you know, Things are about to happen to the Mothma household. By the way, Perrin, though, I before we get to the odds, Brock, Perrin is a character I can't figure her husband I can't figure out. I don't I cannot. <laughs> and and part of the problem is I haven't got to watch the episode like super loud and like or more than once, these all these episodes because of the, the baby and everything. So I haven't been able to like hear all the time. But like last week, I'm like, is he like on the good side? Like, what side is Perrin on? Like, is he a secret rebel and he's really trying? And he doesn't trust his own wife. Like, I can't figure out where he is yet. Or is he on to his wife? I don't know where Perrin is at in this show yet. And I <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so, I think uh, some people are comparing Andor to like, or saying that Andor has a huge political like message going on that can actually apply today. So it's like, Aaron, the daughter, like like people that exist like in our world where there's a million terrible things happening in this world and we continue to like there's people that just ignore it. It's like, oh, is there a war in the Ukraine? Is that still going on? Or like uh is there injustice in Iran? Oh, that's still going on. I didn't hear anything about it on the news. Like it's like there's people that are like, I'm okay, life is good, so I'm just going to exist. And if you're if you're not going to come back and not to like give you the time of day, like it would, it's hard to like see what's like, cause I've been watching these with my wife. So I'm seeing these stories again with like mom's daughter and, and parent, her husband is just like, what exactly did Mon Mothma do to get treated like this? And I guess is she ignored them, but like, it's like, what happened? So I, I I hope they flesh that out a little bit more because it's like I think you start it's like in the prison episode it's like Andor is in a physical prison and then Mon is in like a metaphorical mm-hmm. prison of her own. Like, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, you want to go to the odds? Let's do it. Hold on. Here we go. An asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to Never tell me the odds. <laughs> Never tell me the odds. Brought to you by Rebel Scum Podcast. If you love like we do, and you know you do, go on down to patreon.com slash rebelpodcast and be a supporter. Get some you can get heads up when we're gonna go live like we just help us out because as you can see I've been frozen almost the entire freaking episode. <laughs> but you know, we soldier on and the people that help us out are amazing. 
and we like to shout them out every day. I did not pull up the because no, I say it every episode. I can remember, but I always remember. I the producer Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Kenobi, Mary Kristen, Aton, Jeff Wilson, Danforth, Rez, Gotchi, Josh Price. Matt W, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl Zero Two, Gleek Play One, Disney Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Dale Erdman, Dale's in the chat, Girls of Sabers, and then Nerds also says that Andor is bad for Star Wars. That for another day. Um, Heidi comments. What were we talking about? Uh, here we go. Our first audience from Patreon, Disney Desi. By the way, Patreon and everybody, submit your ranking Star Wars list. Brock, ranking Star Wars, are you ready? 2023, ranking Star Wars coming. Yeah. Uh, so far, I've gotten one list, only one. And uh, there's only one movie on that list. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> I'm not going to say one. I, uh, I'm not going to. I ranked Marvel the other day with um, For Fantasia. Bro, this list is too long. This is too long. I, like, yeah, so so <laughs> yeah, Infinity Rewatch is doing the ranking Marvel, but they're doing like the movies and the series separately. Yeah, yeah. It's way too long. I was just like, look, yeah. here's my here's here it is. Werewolf by Night, like is number three or four for me. It's like right <laughs> up the bracket. And then I was like, what about the Guardians Christmas special? And I was like, that's number one. It's number one. As it come out, yeah, I haven't watched it, it, but it's number one. It's number one. He, he sent me that list, and then like five minutes later, he's like, "So you can know by the time this is up, Wakanda from you." And I'm like, "Well, what?" <laughs> it's like, and and also the the um, Guardians of the Galaxy's Christmas. I'm like, bro, just like choose the list and don't keep adding because Marvel will put out a movie every 10 seconds. Every like, it's just like... I, I demanded I mean, the I Guardians can't, I can't read Wakanda forever. <laughs> Heidi's number one is the holiday special. Uh, what are the odds of credit <laughs> showing up? Wait, let's just go to Stan Solo quickly before we get before we get to the real odds of the day. What are the odds Krennic shows up in Andor? Never tell me the odds about Krennic oh. showing up in Andor. I, have, uh, I feel like they won't. Maybe set season two, but yeah. I would love it. Don't get me wrong. So I'm going to say I, like 85%. I'm like, ooh. Because Krennic, I feel like, is above. Like, we haven't seen his level in this series yet. Yeah. They're not like, because he's just below Tarkin, and we haven't gotten that high up yet. Yeah, I can see season yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. And, I can, and, and, you know, it would be great if we just, they just, like, the one thing that's great about this show is we don't hear any spoilers from any of those BS sites, and we don't. Um, and, and they and when they and like they already said like Gilroy's like yeah we're going to Yavin next season. It's like they don't even care. They're just like yeah we're doing this whatever. It is what it is. Why bother mm-hmm. hiding it? So I can totally see him coming because it's going to end five days before Rogue One. So you know it's right there. The only thing with so yeah, we could we could get credit. Krennic, I though Brock, I'm gonna go 27 percent on that. I'm gonna go low because I don't think Krennic, yeah. from what we know so far, I don't think his that Rogue One storyline of Krennic, I don't think fits into anything we're gonna get from Andor. I I feel I feel like season two, you're like your next target, and it's a picture of Orson Krennic. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's possible. Did you give a percentage? Boom. Oh, 
Uh, thanks, uh, uh, Phil. So, and also submit yeah, your man. ranking list Patreon because we need to. We need to know. Yeah. We need to know. Guardian special number one, Werewolf by Night number two, Hawkeye number three. Everything else is tied. That's <laughs> that's my Marvel show list. But this is Star Wars. Star Wars one two. I'm telling you, Brock. Every year we do the ranking list, and I'm always like. I mean, Empire Jedi, I usually fight out for number one, but Revenge of the Sith lately has been coming on strong, and Rogue One's always really high, so I can't wait for the list. And our, our second odd today from Disney, Desi, what are the odds Reva shows up in Andor? Will Reva McIntyre, the Inquisitor, hmm. show up in Andor? Interesting. I mean, um, I think the far as like, there's way we could connect those two shows but it's like this would be like Obi-Wan would have been what five years prior to where we're at right now yeah so. yeah but but I think she's thinking like maybe she comes back as a like a a, a, a rebel soldier like just some yeah. Like uh, I'm gonna go fifty-five percent. I love it wow. though like just definitely do it but like I don't know I don't know Reva McIntyre, like, Tony Gilroy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he throws like, in Star Guerrero, like, the Senate. Like, yeah. you can't stay away from what exists in the universe already, right? True, but like Tony Gilroy, no fan service, and like unless you have a really good story for putting Reva in that, it's like, what, like Star Guerrero. Well, because... I don't know. It's, there's a lot of fan. Star Wars is fan service. That's the problem. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm going to go 7%, and I'm all for it happening, but 7% because of that comment. But also, this this show, this series is so highly connected to Rogue One more than anything. And I feel mm -hmm. like if it doesn't exist in Rogue One, it's not going to exist in this show. Rogue One, New Hope. Like, I think those are, like, like those those are what it's building off of, right? It's like that time period of Rogue One to New Hope. Like, anything that happens within that is fair game. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't think so. I don't think Reva is going to happen because I don't think she has a place in this based on, on that, mm -hmm. on that uh, idea that I have. Um, Heidi says she's uh, for her in anything but Andor. I don't want any Jedi in Andor. Um, yeah. Darth Darth Maul yeah. showing up. Darth Maul showing up. Uh, and our final odd today, Brock. I'm going to skip one. I'll use it next time. Whatever. Let's skip one. Bryce Dallas Howard will direct a Star Wars animated movie. Filoni has said he wants her to. Do you think Bryce Dallas Howard will direct a Star Wars animated movie? And do you think we're going to get a Star Wars animated movie? Let's do a twofer there. Uh, this is something we didn't talk about because I don't. Have you watched Tales of the Jedi yet? I have not. Have you seen have you seen a post that that, that Bryce Dallas Howard voices a character in? Yeah, I know she's yeah, I know she's Yaddle, and I've yeah, seen the Yaddle. clip. I've seen they they released the clip of her doing Yaddle as well. So I have yeah. seen that, but so I haven't like, I haven't had a chance to watch the series yet. So like, it's clear Bryce Dallas Howard is like definitely on the VIP list in the Star Wars. Um, uh, I think. They're gonna definitely use her more. I don't know if she wants for animated movies or she just likes doing episode stuff. But like, uh, the first one for animated series movies that we did. What was the first question? Again? Will she direct an animated uh, movie? Because Filoni has said he wants her to. 
I'm going to go 80% on that one. And what was the second one? Are we going to get a Star Wars animated movie? 40%. (laughs) I don't know. Like, it's like, what do you, like, what defines that now? Like, because I feel like any animated movie, they were just like, oh, well, yeah, let's make a million of them and just stick them on Disney Plus. And then are they movies? You know, like, Uh it's sort of like how the Clone Wars movie is a movie that was released, but we kind of consider it more of a TV show than anything else. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to go 70%. Bob Iger said there would be no Disney there would be no Star Wars movies on Disney Plus, but now he's not in charge anymore. Yeah. I think that might change and I think they're going to look at it and I don't know if a Star Wars animated film and I know I know uh, Lauren from Galactic Podcast would I would argue, but I don't think they would they're going to do that. I don't think they're looking for an animated film right now. I don't think they want an animated film right now. But an animated film on Disney Plus, I think, is very plausible. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to 100% go with that, and I'm going to go. What did I say? I'm going to go 73% on Bryce Dallas Howard directing it because why not? Make it happen. Come on, KK. Oh, she's been fired. Uh, you know, like I don't know if Star Wars animated would be successful in the theater. But also, live in a time now where like the anime movies. Uh, yeah, I mean, those are kind of a asset pass. Like, there is like you know, and like Dragon Ball movie. Oh, I think But I don't know if that's the same. I don't know if that's the same audience as yeah. Star Wars. Is the yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, it may, may but that's definitely why they went after Star Wars Visions. Like, they're like, mm-hmm. what if we could figure that out? Which is great, and I don't think everything has to necessarily be a movie. But I think I think do a movie on Disney Plus, do an animated movie on Disney Plus, and if it's super successful on Disney Plus, if you you know they obviously have that data, then you then you look at the future. All right, you got the news. Relax, Vermont Mike. (laughs) (laughs) You got the news. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. All right, here we go. Brock, you're up. (laughs) Frozen Brock. Frozen (laughs) Brock. I'm sorry. I'm gonna mute my mic because. <laughs> Holidays, the news you need Holidays. to know right now. No, you had your chance. No, it's my time to be frozen and talking. <laughs> Today in Hollow News, uh, in a conversation with Collider, showrunner Tony Gilroy revealed that the continuation of Andor's Star Wars has had three directors to focus on the events that precede Rule One. The second season will be broken up into new episode arcs, uh, he confirmed, adding that it will be split among giving Ariel climbing from the other jackets, all of the old times, and Enzo Ruz Palacios outer range. The trick on episode blocks the Lucasfilm project on season one did. Climbing will be a similar role, similar to Toby Haynes, taking a six-episode arc split into two blocks of three. Haynes directed season one's first three episodes, while additional blocks of three were held by the filmmaker, along with Susanna White and Ben Carson. And we were talking about Ed's audience demand now on par with The Mandalorians, according to data gathered as part of a new study. Acting as a prequel to 2016's Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and is the latest Living act, uh, live action Star Wars release on his blog. And Carlton 
the character Andor, uh, has earned rave reviews from critics thus far with political particular praise levied as creating a more mature approach to Star Wars, the universe, and the show's nuanced characters. Uh, that's pretty much it, but yeah, people are loving it. Uh, the study shows that uh, data in from October 15th to 21st reveals that Andor's audience demand is 34.1 times the demand for the average TV show, with The Mandalorian falling close to the line at 34 times. So, there you go. Uh, this is uh, this is interesting, and Lord knows it'll get better and better. More hype for Andor gets passed around to people. And this has been your Hollow News. Hollow News. Da 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 da. Hollow News. Da 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 da. Hollow. Okay, we're gonna go to top five now, bro. Top, I didn't. I just screwed up. I did not write my top five. It's top five moments from the Disney era, bro. Top five uh-huh. moments from the dis because look, it's getting dark in here. Give me a second. Boom. <laughs> top five moments from the Disney era because it's been 10 years and we have had some amazing um wait, Stan Solo says the DJ Cyril uh, to be the new Han and Leia Hallmark Christmas special. I'm totally in on that. I watched my first Christmas special uh last night, Brock. Uh it was not Hallmark because the whole time I was watching it, I was like, this feels like it was shot on a handy cam, and at the end it was not Hallmark. And uh, so kudos to Hallmark and their high production values. Top five moments from the Disney era. It's been it's been a wild ten years filled with a lot of fun, a lot of cool stuff, and um, and some not so cool stuff. But my number five, Brock, I'm going to go with Star Wars Visions. Way to change the game on Star Wars a little bit. I haven't even watched them. <laughs> No, no, I've seen some of it. But Star Wars Visions, Brock, that's going to be my number five. Uh, number five is going to be Andor because it's not done yet. So we don't know if it really, if it can truly unseat Mandalorian for the top of Star Wars content. So, yeah, I mean, I'm loving it so far. I, I honestly, I, you know what? Because I think about that a lot. I'm like, I'm going to wait till the end to, but I'm like, does it even need to be better than Mandalorian? Can it just, it feels yeah, like it can just yeah, exist side by side with Mandalorian. But my number four is going to be Rogue One. Rogue One was a film we saw in the theater on opening night. And I remember being, I thought the beginning was choppy and I was a little bit underwhelmed by it, but the ending was so good. Then we saw it again a few weeks later. Uh, we took my dad to see it for his birthday. And, and I just remember, that exp- I, I think maybe it was the expectations because if you remember, Brock, we had just started the podcast before Rogue One, like yeah. that summer. Uh, we did a video about us getting ready for Rogue One, so I think my my build up in my mind kind of took away from my experience the first time. The second time, I remember leaving the theater and Aaron and I parked in our old parking garage under our apartment. We're like, we need to watch A New Hope right now, and there was this excitement <laughs> about it, and it was just this idea. And I think what and Andor is not going to be on my list. Um, but for no other reason than Rogue One is because it gave us Andor. And what you're saying about Andor is kind of like what Rogue One was. And it's like, it's just this promise of, of fleshing it out the way Clone Wars was, but live action in a big dramatic way. And and I just really appreciate that. And I love Solo, but Rogue One was like the, the, the you know, Force Awakens was Force Awakens and that's going to be on my list too. Don't worry. But Rogue One was just something special, and it was this promise of what could be. 
It, this, this list is just like my my reactions are are almost all Disney Plus. <laughs> that's fine. So I force myself. It's fine, but like when I force myself because it's like it's not just that. Ah, and I have. I, I agree with you on Rogue One. I could say that, but I'll shake it up so we don't have exactly the same thing. I'm gonna say number <laughs> four is the return to the theater. Like, yeah. Regardless of how you felt about each film, it was like it was something. We like we had to go to the theater the day it came out. We went to the movie multiple times. Like like we saw uh, Force Awakens like seven times or whatever six times. And like except for like maybe the last two i think i only went once but like it became an event especially releasing at christmas like i would go see it with you and then i would go see it again and then i don't go see it like with my parents on boxing day like, we watched it new like, year's eve during the day yeah that's right that's right like it's like you win or lose like like they hype for it, and it's in an era now where we don't have to stand in line anymore. We just have to make sure we get yeah. tickets. Like, like you yeah. can't, you can't really replace that. So, no, absolutely not. That's I'm not going to comment on that because I'm going to be coming later on. Uh, <laughs> no, I forget my number three. I had a really good number three. It was so good, the best number three you could have. Tremendous number three. My number three is Galaxy's Edge. I haven't been there. You've been there. My sister's been there. Disney does. Oh, yeah. I think she she has a, an Ewok True. village there where she lives now. Um, just <laughs> We wouldn't have got that if they didn't do it. And I think it, it, we went to Harry Potter when, when you and I went to Star Wars Celebration. We there and we went to the Harry Potter stuff, and that blew my mind. So I can only imagine what Star Wars is. I like Star Wars more than yeah, Harry Potter. I, I love know. Harry Potter, but I like I like Star Wars more than Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just the idea that that, that exists is uh, and it's because disney owns it that's uh, that's my number three yeah i was gonna say something else. you're right like, there there you go that's an outside of disney plus thing like galaxy's edge is by far like like i watch andor and i'd be like this looks like galaxy's edge <laughs> it's like that's how real it looks which you're like yeah, of course it would look like they, they, these are all movie sets they make. Like, of course, they're just like, here's here's what, how we built this. And then they're like, okay, we'll do this over here in Orwin and Anaheim. Like, no, yeah, it's out of this world. I, it, It's just a true testament of, like, the fan culture that is Star Wars. Like, like it is makes money hand over fist. You just slap Star Wars on it, and people will be like, ooh, what's this? What is, what's this? So, yeah, outstanding. Dale Erdman's been there, and Heidi was there with Disney Desi, actually. They, they were there together yeah, that's right. earlier this year. So, yeah, I, I hopefully one day – I mean, I'm going to get to go. I have a daughter now. I have an excuse to get to Disney. but <laughs> Not that I needed it before, but I, I've been looking forward to it. I do have an apron from the Droid Factory that my sister got me because I love making my pizzas. So I'm ready for Galaxy's Edge. Your number three, Brad? That was my number three. Oh, so, okay. Uh, my number – sorry, my number two – is uh going to the theater to watch all the movies but specifically Boom. even though it's my least favorite sequel trilogy the force awakens was a very special movie going experience it was like the first movie we had in a decade for star wars other than the clone wars it was you know it was this excitement of a new trilogy coming up the new era of like disney star wars was to come uh, what didn't make my list was that initial force friday which was one of the most exciting events ever. You know that I, another thing that didn't make my list was, and it almost did, was the elite figures that I went to every 
every week to get from a Disney <laughs> store. It was just like there was a lot of fun though around it. It was mostly because of this movie, The Force Awakens, which we didn't really know what it was going to be, but we knew it was J.J. Abrams. It was a return to the original trilogy form. What was it going to be? The movie for me, it's probably it's probably in the bottom of the barrel of the, the pre sequel trilogy, but it's like, but it was the first time I saw it. I pretty much had a smile on my face the entire way through. When I start to think about it, I get annoyed at things. But that experience, Brock, I compare it to a donut all the time. You know I love my donuts. My stomach knows I love my donuts. I love my donuts. Force Awakens in the theater. with There was like a row of us, right? There was half a row with us. We had a great time. It was just that experience. It will. I don't know. Because of the way movies are now, Brock, I don't think we'll ever get that again. Uh, and so that is going to be my number two. My number two is a little bit more technical based, but it's going to be the volume, which obviously we wouldn't really understand if we didn't have that, uh, uh, whatever that documentary series was called. Crazy. Like they accomplished Mandalorian and then and then uh, Obi-Wan. It's, it's wild. I mean, I think it's even beneficial that like, we're not seeing it Andor, so we can sort of see like, oh wow, this is so super cool. Yeah, Captain Rex Funko Pop for the win. Um, but like it's it's crazy. It's it's like I said before, it's like Star Wars has always been a interesting franchise story, but also like technical it always focuses on how do we get to that new that new technology mm -hmm. to make this better. Absolutely. So it's like it's 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 insane and it's it's a, it's a marvel, so it's like wow. And they use it beautifully in like the Batman. Um, I can't speak of it, but the Batman is it, it looks so good in that movie. Um, and and they're still learning with it, and they're growing. And and you're right. And that was James Cameron's biggest knock on the Force Awakens, right? Was the technology technological advancements weren't there, and they did that here. Uh, and my number one, wait, wait Mandalorian. Wait, wait. What what? Oh, okay. We probably have the same thing, but you already said it. Is it? Is it the Mogwai? The Mogwai. No, yeah, it's a Grogu. It's Baby Yoda. It's Mandalorian. <laughs> Mandalorian. And I've seen people complain They're like it's a cash grab. It's like screw you. That's what Star Wars is. Boba Fett was an action figure. No one can. It did work every time Baby Yoda's on the screen. I'm like, ah, oh, gosh darn it, I'm in. And honestly, because yeah, yeah. I know you've compl you've complained about the Baby Yoda noises in the past, and I've kind of been indifferent to them. I have a baby now, and I will tell you, Brock, that is the sounds they make, like nonstop. Ah, <laughs> and like, she was on before we recorded. You saw. It's yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. I'm like I'm like I live with Baby Yoda now. I'm like I get the voice of yeah. So, yeah, that's number one. That was like the genius, the most genius thing they did was creating this stupid little baby version of Yoda. Stole over, and the best part, Brock, was they hid it from us. With no one yeah. knew it was coming until the end of that episode. Yeah, like the best kept secret ever. Like, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, you could say a million people, but like, let's just boil it down. It's Grogu. It's Grogu. And Grogu. it's like, if you hate it because you're like, I don't like cutesy things, okay, fine. That's a valid point. But like, you got, the whole story is around this little creature. Like, who cares about Bo Katan? Who cares about Din Jarek? Who cares yes. about uh, Moff Gideon? It's this freaking alien, man. Who cares that Luke Skywalker? Like Luke Skywalker returning in a in a in 
any form wasn't even mentioned on either of our lists because like Rogu is the star. <laughs> and by the way, people complaining about Luke Skywalker Jr. He looks sick and sounds like, yeah, it's not real. Who cares? Who cares? We're getting it. Like just appreciate <laughs> what we get and stop it. Rogu, man. Yeah. But by the way, Sheldon yeah. Norton, my friend Sheldon, uh, he sent a a bunch of baby gifts our way. And <laughs> he 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 texted me goes, Do you have a do you have a do you have a Grogu's plushie? I said no. And of course, I it's too it's too far for me to grab right now. But he sent a plushie Grogu, and it is <laughs> awesome. I think Aaron sent you the picture of Selena with the Grogu. Yeah, I wasn't over that. She sent that to me too. It's like the same size as her, but it's amazing. And uh, Grogu, like, uh, and also yeah. Brock, I was Star Wars. I said the Boba Fett thing, but that's Star Wars, right? Star Wars is about these little characters that have no like. It's not about, like, I think people lose sight on what Star Wars actually is about. Like, Heidi's favorite Star Wars, and we're going to do an Outlander Club. So, Heidi Star- got into Star Wars because of the holiday special. She got into Star Wars because of the holiday special. It's not, the deep meanings and stuff in Star Wars are fine, but at the end of the day, it's the surface level Grogu's and uh, Lumpies that get us into it. And Disney Desi's here. She says, hey, hey, she just, she purposely planned to show up on time. Uh, to show up at the very end of the show, she's like, I don't want to hear what they have to say. Uh, oh, and uh, so anyway, it's going to be a good time, yeah. Well, that's the show. I feel bad ending it now. That we're... <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say, Brock? Um, watch Andor is great. And if you okay. want more sci-fi, watch the uh, oh god, what's it called? The Peripheral on Amazon Prime. I am watching that, and literally, it's like if if player one met. That's a pretty good review. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. Yeah. I am. Uh... Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, we should do this again this week. But yeah, so Thanksgiving for everybody watching. Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. We're going to be doing a morning show. We have our roundtable with Pete Fletcher, and we're going to do our, our podcast episode that night for everybody, Brock. And then, of course, January 1st, 2023, ranking Star Wars Returns. So for all of you watching, email us rebelscumbags at gmail.com and give us yeah. your list if you want your favorite Star Wars movie to be up in the list because this is what happens, Brock, is people are like, I didn't put it on my list. And then they complain that The Last Jedi was either way too high or way too low. So you got to figure it out, everybody. Where do you want that movie? Send us the email. Let us know. Uh, Disney Desi, I know where you're, where you stand. You already did vote, and I have that list. And The Last Jedi is first and last on the list currently. So send us your list. Send us like in any way you want. Send it voice, yeah, voice sure. notes or send videos. Just whatever. Just say why you like this. Why you like? Give us your list and then say this is why I like this movie. Whatever. And just like let us know because it's it's weird just being like number ten is. So, Return of the Jedi. What? What? <laughs> I can guarantee you. I, I have a feeling. It is Brock, Solo. I'm going to make a bold prediction. Solo will be last this year. So if you don't want Solo last, you better put in your put it higher on your list. There you go. <laughs> All right. 
I can hear my baby crying, Brock. Right. I am going to leave now and uh, get going on to my fatherly duties. Uh, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, James. I'm so glad you were frozen. All right, everybody. Thanks you so much for watching, for listening, for being in the live chat, for being part of this episode 262 of the Rebel Scum Podcast. He's Brock. I'm James. And he was always scum. Rebel Scum. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.